Welcome to the Almost Daily Podcast. This is episode 249, and we've been here before. The recent expl- the explosion of keto in the recent years, um, becoming the latest diet phenomenon, is something that you see every however many years. I don't know, every three to five years. Um before that paleo was pretty was pretty popular before that south beach and before that probably the the one that reminds me um uh, th- that's probably the closest to the amount of popularity we have right now with keto is is atkins um before we get into anything with this the, i'm not against any particular way of eating i actually have different tactics that I use that that really take my favorite parts of each and every diet plan uh, or eating plan or whatever you want to call them and I I make them fit into my life and based on the situation that I'm in that and that I'm feeling and, and how I'm feeling about eating or what I'm wanting to eat at that time that's what I eat um and that's what I really want for you. I, I think if you look at this stuff beyond the glossy marketed messages of, and, and that includes, by the way, the the pointing to scientific research and all this other stuff, and I will say it again until I'm blue in the face, scientific research doesn't apply to your life because you don't live in a lab. That's the first reason. You don't live in a lab. There's way too many variables in your day-to-day life that will would ever mimic a lab setting. And the second part of this is the the only people that really need to know to that level what the most optimal way of doing anything around eating and exercise would be your performance athletes. If you are being compensated by, uh, you know, if, if you're making your living based off of your performance, then yes, you need to, to pay attention to um, the scientific findings and what's going to be the best way, the absolute best way to go about doing something. But the thing is, is if you are um, being compensated in that way, there's a good chance that you have a team of folks that you're working with that are getting all that together for you and are talking to you about that and you're putting it into a program and it's it's basically your life is since your life is based your livelihood is based around your performance then you know your life is structured to where you have to be able to do what's best and what's optimal that is such a small percentage of the population though usually when people are um Actually, I'm even go a little bit further than usually. Almost always, when somebody is touting the scientific benefits of something, when it comes to fitness and weight loss, it's to justify in their own mind that they're now doing the latest and greatest thing, and this is why they need to do it. They don't. That, that's what it is. It's justification for what they're doing. They're not looking for the absolute best way to do it. Um, and again, there are some very, very regimented people that have found a program that is very, that that is rigid because all these diets are rigid. I mean, they tell you to completely eliminate at least one thing. And, and if you're supposed to eliminate something completely, it's pretty rigid. Like, you know, what happens whenever somebody tells you, you can't have this ever again, but what do you want? You want whatever it was, my case, almost immediately. And you're probably in a similar boat uh, as, as I am with that. So, 
<clears throat> you know, that that's the, look, I, I want to squash the whole optimum myth for the general population. And the general population, it, for, to me, is anybody that has a regular life. You've got a job, you've got a family, maybe you, you know, you're a stay-at-home parent, but you have day-to-day responsibilities that most people are going to be able to identify with. So, you know, if that is your life, if you have what would be considered a, you know, somewhat average life, then you don't need to worry about nutrition science, exercise science, or any of that stuff. So, you know, and, and... so that's one point, and I want to get back to the, the main point here, which is, you know, when you when you look below the the messages of the diets and, you know, you, you look at the, strip them down to the tactics and look at it when you get to where you're able to actually look at that stuff and incorporate it in your life as, into your life as needed, then you really have a chance of having a a a long-term positive relationship with eating and exercise which is what most people don't have i want you to feel comfortable in your own skin i want you to have the body composition that you want i want you to be at the weight that you want and you can have all of those things but i will tell you if you do the foundational work now of building all of this stuff around your preferences realizing that your preferences are going to change over time but that's okay that there isn't any particular you know food or any particular exercise that has to be 100% off limits or 100% on limits there is no good there is no bad there is just how this stuff fits within the context of your day-to-day life so when you're able to do that and you're you don't have guilt over your food choices because they weren't in line with a certain plan or with what a certain community is telling you to eat then it's just a lot more freeing. This whole eating and exercise thing, this active lifestyle becomes a lot more fun and you enjoy it. When you enjoy it, you will continue to do it. When you continue to do it consistently, you know, we were talking about that, you're continuing to do it. So you're doing it consistently. Then your weight is going to take care of itself. You're going to feel better and you're just, you're going to be happy. That's, that's what I see most of, of, What's going on in the fitness community is like people aren't truly happy. I mean, they're happy when the, you know, when when they get the non-scale victories as they should be. They're happy when the scale goes down, which you know, yeah, you should be. But they're utterly devastated, and that is not an over exaggeration for many, many, many people. Scroll through, scroll through your Instagram, you'll see it. They're devastated when the scale doesn't read what they want it to to read, or if they are not quote-unquote compliant with whatever challenge or with whatever diet that they're following. Um, you know, and there's this whole thing of like, let's do a 30-day challenge because that's going to build the habit. It could. Everybody's different with habit development. I know that, you know, some people say there's that whole thing. I don't even know where it started, but I for as long as I can remember, it's 21 days to, to make a habit. Eh, not really. I mean, you can actually start to feel like a habit is is starting to form and stick after a few days. But, so, you know, some people it takes a couple weeks. Some people it takes 21 days. Some people and some habits are going to take longer. So, 
you know, that again is one of these things where like, if you're trying to, to fit yourself into specifics, like, okay, you do a 30 day challenge, but at the end of the 30 day challenge, you don't feel like the habits really suck. Well, then you're like, oh my gosh, I did this for 30 days and it's not sticking with me. What's wrong with me? Um, and I have to point out with those exercise challenges, and I know a few people that this has happened to, they'll do like the squat challenge and they end up getting a serious, serious injury from it. Serious. And, um, yeah, so (laughs) be careful with the, with the exercise challenges that require you to do something every single day for 30 days. Um, because yes, it's in reps. Repetition is what really makes the difference, but you also have to bring your body along at a comfortable, at a comfortable pace that it can adjust to. If your body is not uh, conditioned to do that type of exercise, uh, repetitive motion over and over, there's a good chance you're going to have an overuse injury, and nobody wants that. So pace yourself with that stuff. Um, Case in point, okay, 100 floor challenge. There are some people that from the get were able to do 100 floors on the stair climber. I was not one of them. I could now because I've I've like, I don't even know how long this has been. It's been a couple months and I'm on the stair climber just about every day. Um, Did a full round of leg day after I did the the challenge the other day. That was, hadn't done that in a while. Felt that one. Uh, (laughs) But I, you know, I like, I could do the hundred floor challenge every day now, but I couldn't at the beginning. I mean, when I first got on the stair climber, probably six months ago, the thing just kicked my butt like completely, but you build yourself up to it, but you're not incompetent. Like, you know, you, you, you're just doing your thing and you're building up your, your endurance with it. Um, you know, so like getting back to the diets again, the, the, the biggest thing here is that if you look below what you're being told, if, if you look at what's actually, you know, what it is that they're having you eat and why it would be beneficial for you to eat it, then you can actually put that into to practice in your own life. And, you know, the other thing is, is when you go about it this way, okay, when you're not looking at somebody else's list of, of, you know, supposed best ways of doing it, and it might be the best way for them. I mean, I, I fully believe anybody that, that creates a diet or markets a diet as their own, they probably have done all of this stuff and like worked it out to where it's best for them. And, you know, you could say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to try this because it worked for them it might work for me. Oh, that's the thing. That's the thing right there. Cause a lot of times when we see diets, well, it worked for them. It'll work for me. So-and-so lost X amount of pounds following this diet. I should be able to lose X amount of pounds. I should be able to lose more than that. Cause look where I'm starting at. Look at how hard I work. And that's where it gets a little dicey. That's where you start comparing yourself to people. And that gets you in trouble. You know that. I know that we've all done that. Um, but yeah, if, if you're looking at these as just, as just tools of your toolbox, instead of being the entire toolbox, you're going to eventually get the hang of it. It it does take time. I mean, you know, and, and it might take, maybe you try to eat like, for instance, for me, I usually will eat low carb on the days that I'm traveling because it's very easy for me 
if we're out, um, first off, I mean, I think when you're out at restaurants, low carb is one of the easiest things to do. I mean, I, you can go, you can go to a barbecue joint, you can go to a steakhouse, you could even, I mean, you could even go to one of the burrito bars like Moe's or Chipotle and one of those. It's pretty easy to go low carb. It's meat and vegetables and maybe throw some, uh, throw a little fat on there too. And by the way, like low carb for me, if I'm at a steakhouse, it's either going to be a strip steak I, strip steak and sirloin are my go-tos because those to me that, I mean, those are pretty lean or I could get a pork chop or I could get something with chicken. And if I get pork or chicken, I always will get the, you know, cause it's like a lot of times it's only a couple bucks more to get a, two pieces of chicken or two pieces of pork. Awesome. And then what do you want as your side? I used to always get this, like the Caesar salad and maybe another vegetable, but the amount of dressing that most restaurants put on the salads, that's the calories in that, that's going to, that's just, I'm going to feel very heavy at the end of that. Now, um, you know, the Outback Steakhouse, I love their Caesar salad. I love those croutons. So give me all the salad when I'm there. But in general now, what I'll do is I'll get the vegetables, usually like green beans are my, are, those are nice and safe. You know, get the, get the green beans, maybe get coleslaw. Um, and, like I'll get a baked potato, loaded baked potato or a sweet potato. Cause the thing is, is when I eat a potato, I really only end up eating about half of it anyway. By the way, that's still low carb. You've literally cut your carbs in half. And if you look at a sweet potato and a, or baked potato and what the actual carb count is, it's not that high to begin with. Um, you know, I know a lot of times people get squirrely when, when they're eating any kind of carbs, but truthfully think about this. If you ate three meals a day and you said, I'm going to eat no more than 30 carbs per meal, you're still under a hundred carbs a day. And I know a hundred for many folks, that's, that's like the magic number to stay under. And I know some of you guys are like no carbs or I eat less than 20 net carbs a day. Good for you. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, but the thing is really, um, if we're looking at, at the calorie content, I mean, my goodness, I think the, the old recommended number, <laughs> which I know is overly carb rich when we used to have the food pyramid, and this has probably changed some too, but it used to be for, I think 2000 calories. I think you got like 300 carbs a day. <laughs> Could you even imagine trying to eat 300 carbs a day? That's insane. You'd have to have like, I don't know, half a loaf of bread plus whatever else you were eating. Um, but what I'm saying with that is if you're eating 150 carbs a day, let, which let that sink in, okay, all the all the low-carb keto peeps, what if you had days where you ate 150 carbs a day? Um, you're still, that, that's still half of what used to be known as the recommended value of that. That would be considered low-carb. 200 would be considered low-carb if that's the standard we're going to. Um, you know. And you can always make the argument, well, who sets the nutritional guidelines? And I'm not, uh, I'm not going to get into like the whole thing of the um, government and food and all the money that's thrown around in that. And is that really a, a logical way to, to uh, is that the best way to set your benchmark for your eating? But I am going to say that the food pyramid was around for a while, and we all pretty much grew up and could say verbatim, if you're if you're in your 30s and 40s now, um, you know, how many calories should you eat a day? Two thousand. Um, you know, and then if you look at those guidelines and yeah, 300 carbs. Okay. So if I'm eating 2000 calories a day, but then I'm cutting it down to 150 carbs a day, 
Um, it's just funny. Like what I, what I really like when I work with coaching clients is we talk about, you know, eating some carbs and how many, I'll ask them, like, how many do you eat now? And they'll say, and then we'll start looking at some macros and be like, okay, well, if we just adjust your macros to this and it's still low, you know, relatively low carb, here's how many carbs you're going to be, how many carbs you'll get to eat. And it's like, it's life changing because nobody has told them in the last couple of years that they can actually eat carbs. Um, so, you know, I, I will do, I'll eat low carb. Um, I'll even eat, see, like if I'm going to eat, if I'm going to eat something, if I'm going to eat a meal, that's going to be more keto based or towards keto and keto to me is high fat, low to moderate protein and very low carb. Now, I'm using some some buzzwords there. What an actual keto meal for me would be, would kind of be a hodgepodge put together. I would have an avocado. I know there's carbs in it, mostly net carbs, uh, lots of fat. And then I would have a couple strips of thick-cut bacon. And by the way, your fat-to-protein ratio in bacon is very high, so I consider bacon more of a fat food. Um, and then I'd probably have some dark chocolate squares. Again, your net carbs there are pretty low because I go with the 85% dark chocolate. And I mean, that would probably be, that would be considered my go-to quote unquote keto meal. Now, again, I was telling you like when I'm, when I'm out and about, like if I'm traveling, even when we go out to eat, you know, I kind of gave you the rundown on how I would do low carb. And then, oh, by the way, like there's times when I go out to eat, I'm like, you know what? I want the carbs, but I don't want to eat so much that I, you know, gorge myself and can't sleep later on in the night. And that's trial and error. I mean, you get to a point where you figure out how much food that you need to eat and you don't feel bad about it. Like you just, you move on. Um, (laughs) Coming home from, uh, from our son's swim meet the other night, uh, his customary meal after he's swam is Taco Bell. Like he loves the soft tacos at Taco Bell. So, um, I got Taco Bell the other night and I got the, uh, the $5 box and I did. And here's the funny thing. You go to, you go to Taco Bell, you want your, your value, you get the $5 box. And then I gave him the cinnamon twists. Um, there was a burrito. This thing had a burrito in it, like a burrito Supreme, which I hadn't had in forever, a chalupa, and a soft taco and the cinnamon sticks. I gave him the cinnamon sticks. I ate like, I took a bite out of the hard taco, but I gave that to my wife because she likes the hard tacos. And then I did eat the burrito and the chalupa. So I think my total calories on this, and I had like, this was, this was dinner and it was like 10 o'clock at night. And, um, so it was like 700 calories. That's not seven. Um, we'll say eight. We'll, and that's the other thing too. If you're going to est- when you're estimating the food that you're eating, um, always go up. So like, we'll say it was 800. Cool. 800 calories. I'm all right with that. But here's the thing. The heaviness of that stuff. Like I felt like I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, Oh man, you, you know what it's like when you wake up in the middle of the night, when you've eaten too much Taco Bell, probably if you haven't, there's a certain feeling to it. So, but anyway, like looking at that, I can say, okay, so I got the, I got the box, uh, the $5 box. Maybe, maybe what I should have done 
Uh, maybe I should next time just get either a chalupa um, or a burrito supreme and a soft taco. When I was um, going back again, I'm doing all these sidebars. Um, <laughs> when I lost a ton of weight eating Taco Bell primarily, I was on a Taco Bell diet before it was popular, but um, I was eating these <laughs> makes me sound like a douchebag, doesn't it? Before it was popular, I was doing this. <laughs> um, anyway, there was there was an ad campaign that came out a year after I like I got really I, I lost a, a tremendous amount of weight eating four meals a day, no more than four hundred calories per meal. So I was eating sixteen hundred calories a day. I was working out a lot. And part of that is I would go to Taco Bell and I would either get two soft tacos or I would get a burrito and, you know, the, the soft tacos, but the soft tacos, I would, I would get the steak soft tacos. So those would probably come in at around 400, 420 calories. I want to say, um, I don't know why I'm saying I want to say I, I, I'm actually remembering these numbers now. And I know the bean burrito, I think was 370. That was the other one that I would eat a lot of. So like, I might have or two of my four meals a day were Taco Bell. I ate it a lot. There were some days I didn't eat it at all, but there were many, many days that I was like, bring on the tacos. Um, so I lost a bunch of weight. But then a year after that, this was they actually were doing an ad campaign for it. So, yeah, I was doing the Taco Bell diet before the Taco Bell diet was a mass-marketed thing. Oh, yeah. So, but, you know, the, the, the point... The point is there a point to all this? Yes, there is. Um, the point there's there's a couple is one you can use a number of different tactics and and at any point in time to lose weight. So like if I wanted to do if I wanted to go back and do that four meals at four hundred calories a day or now because um, just because of the, like the way that I work out now because I'm I don't want to be hangry uh, maybe I do five meals at four hundred calories a day. Uh, which I would be more apt to do that than to just add an extra 100 calories to each meal and say, oh, I'm going to do four meals at 500. Well, let's do five meals at 400. I would much rather have an extra meal, being somebody that likes to eat, than being somebody that's like, hey, I can have an extra 100 calories. Awesome. Give me that slice of cheese. Um, so, you know, that's a tactic that can be used. The other thing here, though, is like looking at what I ate at Taco Bell the other night and making a reasonable adjustment to the next time I go. It's not saying that Taco Bell is going to completely be off limits to me. It's like next time I go, I can either do my old school way of, you know, getting either a burrito. I could do the burrito supreme if I wanted to, or two soft tacos or get a chalupa or get a chalupa and a taco. And, you know, like instead of beating myself up, of, oh my gosh, I ate this Taco Bell. I feel awful. Why could I, why do I do this to myself? Why, why, why? I'm never going to do it again. I can't do it again. Won't do it again. I'm going to go to Instagram and tell Instagram, I'm never eating Taco Bell again. I'm making a declaration. No, instead of that, what have I learned from this? How can I incorporate this into my life next time? Very easy. Like it's a completely different approach, guys. And you do this with everything else. Like, um, you know, I, um, I like the kind bars and, and the Kroger version of the kind bars. I really like those too. But I also know that they don't really do, if I'm out, if I'm away from the house and I'm just in my car and I have a couple kind bars in here to kind of hold me over because like, 
I didn't have a chance to get lunch or I don't have a bunch of other things. Like I, if I just need something to take the edge off my hunger, then awesome. I, I can just have a couple of, of bars in there. I can shift when I'm going to eat lunch or if I, you know, get really busy, like I just skip lunch and then, um, they're good for satisfying hunger on the go. Now, if I'm at home and I'm working, um, and I just go over into the pantry and get a kind bar, it's going like 20 minutes later, I'm going to be like, yeah, still hungry. Let's go get something to eat. So like, you know, but again, like, am I beating myself up? Oh, that's it. Kind bars are the gateway snack for me to eat a ton of food. I'm going to stop eating them. I'm declaring right now, no more kind bars. No, it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't eat as many of these when I'm at home. Maybe I should just eat them more so when I'm on the road. There you go. It's all about looking at a particular tactic at a particular food and figuring out how you can fit it into the context of your situation. That is the name of the game. The name of the game is not, gee, what does the, what does the weight loss industry think I should do? Good God, do not, never, ever, 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 ever start looking at mass marketed diets or looking at your Instagram feed for answers. Unless you're going to at your level fitness on Instagram, then you might find some answers. Um, that actually leads me to something else that I, I could be, I, I've done episodes on it before, but the biggest thing that, that folks have problems with is setting specific parameters, um, how to set goals, how to actually like set goals that are achievable and, and really have them set up in a way to where you can see the results that you're getting. And that's why a main message of mine is just getting you into the framework for goal setting and, and tracking your progress because you can apply any eating and exercise program to it and you can set goals that, that actually tell you something. And, um, so that's why like my, my main message on social media is going to come back to the framework. You know, my, my whole thing overall is I want you to focus on working hard consistently and developing patience because eventually that's going to get your body to where you want it to be. But you actually, when you're only, and then when you start applying the framework, because I want to keep this straightforward and simple, you're not going to see posts from me that are talking about the latest and greatest, whatever I'm all, I'm always going to try to get you back to the foundational stuff. So use the framework with whatever it is that you're working on. And then if for some reason, like you're just, you're, you're so over, you're so over dieted, which basically just means you've spent years and years trying to lose weight and have been, you know the diet culture kind of pulls you in every possible way because one plan tells you to eat this way. Another plan tells you to eat this way. And you're literally in the middle being pulled in multiple directions. It's not fun and does nothing for the mindset that you have around weight loss. So that's, that's why, like if you are having trouble setting those goals, using the minimum daily actions, tying those into weekly goals and seeing how that's, you know, helping you as you progress along this stuff, that's when we start talking about, okay, then maybe we need to do the nutrition habits and get you really, really work on your habits. Again, what I said earlier, like some people can start seeing uh, a habit develop within a couple of days. Some, it takes a few weeks, some, it takes longer. And that's why, you know, if, if you're so over dieted, that's why we talk about, Hey, let's put you in the habit-based coaching. Let's do the nutrition 
habits, let's go ahead and get you another option to add to your workouts. Let's track all the workouts you're doing so that literally like when we're talking, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing bad right now. I, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I wish I was doing better. Okay, well, let's look at it. Well, it looks like you've done this many workouts. You've done this many days staying on your nutrition habit. And this is where you are with your progress update, you know, over the last few months. Your progress updates are showing this. And, you know, we, we tie everything back to the information and you gradually build habits over the course of a year. And it's funny because like most people, when you, when you say it's going to take a year, oh my gosh, because it's not what you're used to. You're used to hearing like these three, six, 12 week plans. And I'm saying, yeah, well, let's, let's go back down to the foundation and, and really, really drill this stuff home. Um, and truthfully right now, a lot of people aren't ready to do that. Most people aren't ready to do that. I think in the long term, I think this habit-based coaching stuff is really going to take out, take off. Um, Precision Nutrition's been doing this stuff for since the early 2000s, and you know, I mean, I've I've been since I've started offering it to my clients. It's gradually started to take hold with some of them. Some of them are like, some of them it just like it doesn't work as well for them, and we've developed kind of our own thing that's hold that's keeping them on the path they want to be on that's holding them accountable and we're still doing progress updates and we're still doing that kind of stuff. But, um, for anybody that is trying to get off of the diet roller coaster, cause it is a roller coaster. That's when we talk about the habit based stuff, because you can see as we're talking about all this stuff, like if you have solid habits, then you're able to look at your meal at Taco Bell and pick apart the, the pieces that are going to help you be successful next time. And by the way, are there going to be times where like I'm at the drive through and that $5 box, I'm like, man, I'm really hungry. And that's a heck of a deal. So I order the box and I eat everything but the box. That's called self-control, folks. Um, you know, it like, and I'm going to feel like crap after I eat it. Am I going to beat myself up? I'm probably just going to be like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that, but I'm going to move on. Like, you know, just because I have the information that I shouldn't eat the entire contents of the Taco Bell big box doesn't mean that I'm never going to eat that again because this is real life. I mean, you know, (laughs) but I'll make that choice and I'll move on and I'll probably be uncomfortable the night after I, you know, like in the middle of the night after I eat it. Um, But you take the emotion out of this stuff and it's never, it's never a 100% I have no emotion towards eating and exercise. I'm a fitness machine. No, it's like I'm trying my best. And most of the time I don't get tripped up on the emotions of this stuff. There's times that you're going to get frustrated. There's going to be times that you don't think this stuff is going to move as fast as you'd like it to. I mean, shoot, for many of us, we're deconditioning the last 20 years of our life around something that was really the, this has been the center of it, which is we think we need to lose weight. And we've tried every tactic, move from one to the next to do it. And, you know, you can't just turn that stuff off. You're going to deal with that for the rest of your life to some extent. That's all of us. Um, I just, I really, I'm hoping that you're able to look below the diets and see the tactics. Most people will not, like, even if they see it, they're not going to do anything with it. That's why you have people that go their entire life dieting. That's really what we're going to see, sadly, um, in the generation that I'm a part of. Because a lot, as I mentioned, like a lot of people have been dieting for 20 plus years. If you're in your 30s, 40s, and 50s, you've done that. And there's going to be a lot of your peers 
that if they live another 30, 40 years, they're going to continue to diet. So do you want to spend 50 to 60 years of your life going from program to program, hoping that it's going to be something that's going to give you the results you're looking for and hoping that you'll never have to do this again? And you know what? The thing is, is the diets can absolutely help you lose weight. People lose weight all the time on diets. People lose weight on keto. People lose weight on low carb, paleo, weight watchers, low fat. There are people that are successful on low fat, by the way. Um, you know, but losing the weight is just, is really a small part of it when it's more about not even maintaining the weight loss, maintaining a mindset of where you like enjoy this stuff. Cause I've been there guys. Like it really sucks when you're, when your life is being heavily influenced by, and, and your mood by your food choices and your kind and, and the constant progress or in your mind, lack thereof when it comes to weight loss. And there's the other side of that where you really strip this stuff down and you practice and you work through it of, of the process of actually being able to look at this stuff as skill development and that anything you eat is just information for you to make adjustments to come up with a plan that is your life that mixes and matches all these different ways of eating and fits into the context of your situation. The only difference is, is you're not mass marketing this as the next diet. You're figuring out what works for you. You're removing all the emotion from it. You're not feeling guilty. You're just, you're enjoying the process of working out regularly, eating the things that you like, but also eating the stuff that's, you know, going to keep you here feeling good and vibrant and ready to tackle the world for the rest of your life. I mean, you know. Just go deeper because I, I don't want to see you dieting for the for your entire life. What a waste that would be, right? Flip side is if you only got, like if you've been on the diet roller coaster for 20 years and you turn it around, like shoot, if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s now, again, 30, 40 years of you just like you figured this stuff out in a year or two, and then the rest of the time you're just like, that's how I am. You don't worry about diets. You know, I mean, I'll like, shoot, there's times like I go through times where I'm losing weight. I go through times where, um, I'm using the tactics, but I've got the foundation for it. And, but I mean, even when you've got the foundation, like I did that, that weight loss thing in January where I was trying to lose, um, where I was trying to lose as much weight as I could and do water weight manipulation and all that. And I didn't like where my head was going with it. I still did it though. And it's funny because like the actual, the actual thing, um, I took the picture, but I don't think I posted it. Wednesdays are tough for me because that's like, I've got a meeting first thing in the morning. So like it, it's the day during the week where I, my routine is not what it normally is. So like I took the picture to post and then I left and then I forgot about it, but I gained, um, I gained four pounds back <laughs> like in a week because I stopped doing the water weight manipulation. And it was funny because I was just like, oh, well, gained it back. But, um, you know, your weight works itself out. And, uh, but the, but the point on all this is like, 
you're still going to have times where you feel like you want to lose weight. You're still going to decide it. And, and it's okay to do the tactics and the, the six, the eight, the 12 week programs, as long as you've got the foundation, as long as you're not wrapping your happiness around the active lifestyle that you're building on some stupid program or diet, you're better than that. Wrap it around the stuff that, like you enjoy what you're doing and you're mixing and matching, you know, do chest and back P90X for the jokes and then follow it up with a fitness blender yoga or yoga. With, what's the other one that, um, well, I'll say fitness blender. yoga. I'm only going to stick to the workouts I've actually done. How about that? Um, and, uh, you know, then go to planet fitness and crush a hundred floors on the stair climber, mix it all together. Then go out for a run, do your 10 K training, sign up for the flying pig 10 K. The race is Saturday, May 4th, Cincinnati, Ohio. Come in town the day before on Friday. We're going to do an awesome meetup. Get to meet some folks from all over the region. If I were to say all over the country, we got some some people on the fence coming out from outside of the region coming to see us. Willie Gillis is going to be there. He's breaking the internet. I just really wanted that to sink in for you guys. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a fun time. But see, that's what all this stuff's about. Like, you know, connecting with people. And then, you know, meeting in real life. It's going to be fun. It'll be a lot of fun, actually. Um, but that's really like the diets will come and go. What's popular now won't be popular in five years, and then it'll be popular again or some similar version of it. It'll be the same diet. They'll just change the name. That's what happens a lot. So don't get sucked in because if you get sucked in, you're just going to be jumping from diet to diet, hopping from trend to trend for the rest of your life, and I don't want that for you. And if you've already lost a a tremendous amount of weight by following a particular diet, then that's great. You're at the time now where you start building your success for the rest of your life. Build the foundation. Get the habits. Because if you've if you've been able to let's see, if you've been able to lose let's say you've been able to lose 100 pounds. You've done what most people can do. Because the diet industry is not set up for you to be successful. The diet industry is set up for you to continue to diet, lose just enough weight to keep you know, wanting to diet, lose just enough weight to think it's successful. And then, uh, when you plateau on that, you get frustrated and you move to the next diet. So you've done something that most people aren't able to do. Now that you've done that, let's make sure it sticks. Go back and really drill down on your habits realize that there are no absolutes and that what's popular now isn't going to be popular in a couple of years. And every diet before this one was the same claim. This is the way to do it. This is going to be adopted as the mainstream way of eating to lose weight by everyone. There's no breakthrough on there's no breakthrough on this stuff guys. Like there's different ways to manipulate your weight in the short term, 
But I think, again, if you're somebody that's been dieting for 20 years, what does that get you? Because <laughs> typically, as, as quickly as it comes off, it can come back on. And it brings more with it, which really bad stinks. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just, I don't want to see you diet. I don't want to see, I don't want to see you get sucked into the traps anymore. And again, I've told you, like, I was, I was a huge, huge dieter. I tried most of them early to, early to mid 2000s, late 2000s even. I was a big diet guy. Wanted to find what worked. Did South Beach, did Abs Diet, did Atkins. Paleo was the last diet I did. Now I have days and meals and moments where I just make whatever I want work. And it does. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm happy. And that's the thing. Like, when you're just enjoying your day-to-day of doing the workouts and you're eating the food that you're eating without any guilt, that's what it's about. I think that's where I'm going to wrap this up. That's what it's about. So let me know your thoughts. What's your long-term plan to maintain the success that you've gotten? If it's stay on the diet, great. I hope if you're on keto, I hope you love keto and I hope it works with you for life. If you're on Weight Watchers and it works for you, I hope you're on it for life. So if that's you, then cool. Let me, I want to hear all about it. I will celebrate every single success of yours. I, I don't care how you got it. Um, well, <laughs> um, now I'm thinking about that meme that was going around the internet where it's like, I need to lose weight really fast. And what do you suggest? And it was like all the, the stuff like water and vegetables and cocaine. I, I cannot stress enough cocaine. I was thinking of that meme. I thought that was when I said that. That's not a way that that's not a way to lose weight that I would endorse. But I'll celebrate everything else that you do. So let me know your thoughts. You can either DM me on Instagram, again, that is at your level fitness, or you can email me. That is Daryl at your level fitness.com. That is D-A-R-Y-L at your level fitness.com. Thank you as always for listening, and I will talk to you again. You know what? Now, if you're if you're still listening to this, we're we're 43 minutes in almost. I am going to ask you to share this episode with somebody that needs to hear it, somebody that's been dieting for a while, and I'm also going to ask you that if you've gotten value from this or any other episode I put out, please head over to Apple Podcast, iTunes, or you know, download iTunes on your computer if you need to, um, and leave a five star rating in our review. And just let me know. You know, the the ratings and reviews really help spread this message. Because again, like when we're going against diet culture and in the weight loss space, it's not a very popular uh, fitness and weight loss space. It's not a real popular message. So need some help spreading it. So that, that does a tremendous amount. Um, the sharing that you guys are doing, whether you're doing a, a general share on Facebook, whether you're, or you're copying the link to the episode and saying, hey, check this out. 
that's really helping a tremendous amount. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's what, if you would do that for me, I would, I would really appreciate it. If you've ever gotten value from anything that I've said, um, and many of you have left the ratings and reviews and I, I really, really appreciate that. Um, I think a testament of this community is when I checked it and I do check it, um, I think at last glance I had, there's 27 five-star ratings that I know for sure. I did not count the amount of actual reviews, but our, our rating to review ratio is pretty solid. Like it's a lot of times you'll see these ratings, but not a lot of reviews. The fact that you guys are taking the time to leave reviews tells me that you're really, really invested and that you're really supporting this. And I really, really appreciate it. Um, Otherwise, I would just be rambling on my phone in my car, which is what I'm doing right now anyway. So with that, I'm going to head off here. Thank you as always for listening, and I will talk to you again real soon.